Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Massive Attack podcast. Welcome to my world. I'm Joe and with me as always is Mitch. G'day. And we thought for this month, for our little episode before we get stuck into our annual 12 Days of Christmas specials, we might go back to the well and something that we did get a little bit of positive feedback for and we might do a little bit more of our getting to know you episodes. So Mitch has pulled up a website with some, well, we, we said speed dating last time, but I'm not sure if they are officially where they were. This is actually from Women's Health magazine this time, so, you know, we'll see. <laughs> well, we're both women and we're both healthy, so, yes, uh, some questions, healthy, anyway. conversation starting questions that will hopefully give you, the listener, a little bit of an insight of how Mitch and I tick. And any listener out there, please feel free to use the socials and answer the questions back at us so we can get to know our listeners a little bit more. So feel free to answer answer any or all of the questions you like on the socials. That would be Facebook and Twitter. I think hmm. we both got Yes. Good idea. So let's start with a question here. What about what do you do on your commute to and from work? Hmm. Well, do you want to start or do you want me to? You are... Totally without notice on these questions. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I work much better bouncing off your answers because, I don't know, my brain doesn't work. You can go first. All right. My commute to work is very short these days. It takes me about 10 or 11 minutes to go to work. So my commute is just listening to the radio. And normally I get in the car just as the 7.30 news is coming on. So I get to listen to the local Launceston 7.30 news, which normally involves them talking about traffic where it's like, oh, there's huge traffic today. And it turns out to be like one car extra. And that's according to Launceston traffic. But yeah, I don't really have a lot of a commute anymore. When I was working in Melbourne, I was traveling almost the same distance, but it would take me 45 minutes to get to work. And on my commute when I was living in Melbourne, I would listen to a podcast on the way home. I would have my CDs or my, my radio and that sort of stuff. But I just don't have a long enough commute to actually do anything good with it anymore. And I'm driving, so it's not like I can sit on the bus and play my Switch or anything like that. Not that I have a Switch. But, yeah, it's it's getting the car. By the time I've thought about what I'm actually doing, I'm pretty much at work. So, yeah. What about you? Fair enough. Well, my commute used to be very short. I worked previously at a job for 20-something years, and that was probably a about 11-minute, like you, drive to work. So I would listen to the radio. But now it's about a 25-minute commute. So it's still a short commute. I listen to podcasts generally because that's what I do. And this year, it's been a routine of listening to the ABC Coronacast. It's actually mm. been my morning routine. So every morning, Dr. Swan and I forget the other host name, but they basically do a daily podcast about the corona, like the latest installments or the numbers or Here's a different take on it or whatever. And yeah, and that goes for about 10 minutes, eight to 10 minutes. So that pretty much is my commute every morning is getting my Corona update. And then if I run out of that, I'll put on another short podcast or something. But yeah, pretty much my morning routine is to get my daily dose of Corona. And <laughs> on the way home, yeah, pretty much whatever podcast I was listening to during the day, try and finish it off on the journey so that's my commute. Mm. Interesting um, you say that because my actual morning routine, normally my alarm goes off just before seven. But if I wake up earlier in the morning, I listen to the Corona cast while I'm laying in bed thinking, uh, I probably should get up soon. But the fact that it's a 10 minute cast, I can just finish that before I get up. And that gives me a little bit of a, an idea of what I'm doing. Um, the other host's name that you forgot was Tegan Taylor, who is right. an ABC uh, health and science journalist. And yeah, Dr. Norman Swan. 
And when you look at the picture of Norman Swan, he looks nothing like I expected him to look. No, it's, it's a little no. bit disappointing. And his son was the Australian reporter who interviewed Trump for that little where he sort of had the bits of paper saying, you know, and they've made memes out of him. Oh, really? To, what do you mean? Yeah, that's that's mm. Norman Swan's son. So there just a little bit of a tidbit there. Mm. Okay, let's look at another question. Do you have a favourite type of exercise? Mm. And is masturbation an exercise? <laughs> it's an exercise in futility. <laughs> Oh, okay. What about, what about masturbating someone else? Is that, is that circuit work? <laughs> yes, it is. Mm. Okay. Sprints. Oh, that's a circle jerk. I get confused. Why I have am to I make sure I, money? I have to make sure I put the E tag on this one. Okay. Uh, do I have a favourite exercise? Well, really no, because the only exercise I, I do on a regular basis is just walking. So I guess you could say walking is an exercise. And that's your favourite because the only one you do. I, I actually, as far as other exercise that I do on a every now and then basis, I'm quite a fan of going to the park where they have the exercise machines. Yeah. And and there's that one that's got the disc that spins backwards and forwards, and you hold on to the handle. Here's me not knowing anything about exercise, but you hold <laughs> on to the handle and you kind of twist your hips and it tightens your stomach up. Okay. Yeah, I don't Not know what the one that's at the called. park where they've got the toilet. There's a hole in the toilet wall. Yeah, yeah, that's that the one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you could probably answer this question a lot more than me because you actually have a gym membership, whereas Not I don't. I don't think I've stepped into gym in about four years. So yeah. No, I don't have a gym membership anymore because all the gyms closed because of COVID. They have opened up again, but I'm in no hurry to go back, to be honest. But during COVID lockdown, what I did start doing was I took up running again, and I have actually ran across the English Channel and around the Ring of Carrion Island. Mm -hmm. These are virtual runs, obviously, yep. and I got very shiny medals for doing so. So I'm actually enjoying my running, and this all goes back to podcasts because I used to listen to a lot more podcasts than I do right now because I used to listen at work. I can't listen at work like I used to, so I have a massive backlog of unheard podcasts, plus I had to drop a bunch just because I just physically – Physically, yeah. Don't have the time to listen. <laughs> yeah, so I found running was one, when you're in lockdown, it gets you out of the house. Two, it's a good time to listen to some podcasts. And three, it helps with the fitness. So that was all really good. And the problem was I would run late at now. Now, I'm a big guy. So I'm stupidly thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen to me, but I go running around a park at night. You know, yeah. not looking for glory holes, just clarifying. I purely run. You can look at my run keeper to trace that I don't stop. <laughs> but I, it's very easy not to run. Because yeah. I'd run at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And once you get on that couch, it's very hard to get up again. Yeah. But what happened in Melbourne during lockdown was we got a curfew at 8 o'clock. So during the whole run thing, it was like, well, if I'm going to run, I've got to go now. And it sort of took the whole, maybe I will, maybe I won't out of it and I got in the habit of going nearly every night it was like oh I gotta if I'm gonna run I gotta go now it's gonna be before eight so it's like, I did it mm. so that was really good so having the impetus or the incentive of getting this medal at the end of running around the ring of Kerry and having a curfew that I've got to run before eight o'clock so let's go out and get some kilometers in and it gets the podcast listened to so it, it's a win 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 so I'm actually enjoying that a lot even though some runs do suck because sometimes it's just not fun but also something I'm also doing is catching up with a mate on a regular basis now 
once a week and we box, which is a lot of fun. So I, I was actually expecting you to say boxing was your favourite exercise. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm doing that once a week. So it's great. So we catch up. We box down the foreshore in St Kilda. It's a beautiful view. Then we go get a beer and come back. So I don't know if it's upsetting the exercise, but it's still fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my sort of weekly routine now is Nick and I punch on, then kebab on and beer on. So one week we mixed it up a bit and had G&T and it was lovely. It was very um, nice. Yeah, so that, that's probably my favourite exercise. Nice. Yeah. All right, what about this one? What is your favourite season and why? Okay. Well, not a lot to choose from in this one. It's one of four picks, I guess. But yeah. I, I think I am an autumn person. Ooh. Purely for the fact that I like the fact that the trees are changing colours. It's that sort of crisp evenings where you can just wander around. You're a massive fan of brown. I am a fan of brown. <laughs> But reddy browns, dark brown, light brown, just yes. messes your chinos. It does, doesn't it? But yeah, I guess I'm an autumn person. I'm not a huge go to the beach in summer person. I'm not a you know hang out in the park and look at the flowers in spring person. And winter down here in Launceston, it's probably too cold to go out and do a lot of stuff. So yeah, autumn's probably a good time. Fair enough. I probably have to say I'm a summer guy, and not because I really love the hot weather, because I'm a fat guy, so summer is not great. But I love what summer brings, I suppose, because it's the longer days, warmer weather, you go and do more things, more outdoory sort of things, more events. It also encompasses Christmas, um, New Year's, holiday periods. So it just seems a lot happens in that period, and that's probably why I like summer more. Because you might have that, let's go to the, you know, pre-kids, obviously, nothing happens when you've got kids. But, you know, sort of like in summer, you'd go to a bar and sit in a beer garden and have a few drinks with mates yep. and, just, and talk until it gets dark. In summer, in winter, you don't really do that. But you can go down to the pub in winter and sit in front of the fire and have a few drinks with your mates. I don't seem to do that mm. as much or didn't seem to. I don't do any of that now anyway, but I didn't seem to do it as much. So it's just, I, I suppose it's just that freedom of doing more things. Yep. And probably eating outside. Love a good barbie. Yeah. Summer goes with barbies. And yes. I guess you could do it in spring and autumn too, but it's really a summer. Yeah. I, I miss the fact that in my new house I haven't got a barbie yet. So that is on the cards for Christmas this year to get a barbie. So we're, at least over the summer holidays when the kids are off school, we can start barbecuing again. Because you don't realise how much you miss a barbie when you don't have one. So. Well, it seems like a lot of work to clean and to do everything. But when you do it, it's like, this is a piece of piss. Why don't we do it more often? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and it just has a different flavour to it. Something special. Mm. When we were looking at houses, one of the houses we looked at had like the full-on outdoor kitchen with the the mains gas sort of barbecue and stuff. And it was like, yes, but are we actually going to use it as much as we need to to justify having this massive thing in your backyard sort of thing? But we've got a fairly big veranda on the back of our house, so maybe one day I will have a nice big barbecue and an outdoor setting out there. So yes. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Uh, what phone app do you use the most? Good question. Good question. Hmm. See, I could go completely practical and I, I could say Google Maps, but as far as what I use the most on my phone that isn't a game would probably be Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I find myself just looking aimlessly at social media. Even though I don't post a lot on social media, I find I'm just sitting there reading Twitter and going, oh, what are these people doing now? And pretending yeah. that I have a life. Yeah, but, I do that. I do a lap. Do yeah. a lap of Twitter. Got to the end. All right, I'll check Facebook. Do a lap of that. And go to 
Instagram, do a lap of that, then start again. Yeah. And then it's like, it's 11.30 at night, I should go to bed, and I wasted a night. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But as far as games, I've been playing Pokemon Go for probably two or three years now. And that gets a daily workout. I'm always, anytime I get a chance to go for a walk anywhere, Pokemon Go always gets fired up and I'm, you know, catching Pokemons, hatching eggs, all the bit. I've been playing WWE Supercard for probably about four or five years now, I think. And even though I'm not actually watching wrestling anymore, I'm still playing Supercard, which is wrestling related. I use my beer tracking app uh, untapped quite a fair bit because I like to record any new beer that I drink. That kind of makes me a, a hipster craft beer kind of person. And I think we did talk about that on one other episode where it was like you were getting achievements for drinking beer. And mm-hmm. back when I had my own Twitter rather than just the, the podcast Twitter, everyone was like, you must drink a lot of beer because all you post on Twitter is achievements for drinking beer. But just just general sort of, as I said, Google Maps, plan or Google. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward with my phone. I don't have a phone that does whistles and bells. I don't have an iPhone. I don't have... You know, the latest Samsung, I've got a Galaxy that's a couple of models ago. And I, I don't know, my phone is just a phone and the occasional social media device. So, yeah. Mm, well, you can get the Bells and Whistles app if you really want something. <laughs> Actually, speaking of useless apps that I got and I think to myself, I'm never going to use this app, but maybe I will. But I have a spirit level on my phone and I actually yeah. use that a lot more than I thought I would. Cool. For me, like the social medias do get a, a one hell of a workout. The podcasting app is probably the biggest. Oh, so I didn't think of that. Because hmm. it's so ubiquitous, you don't think of it. Hmm. It's just constant. And I guess IMDb and Just Watch get one hell of a workout for me. Okay. So just Watch is the one that tells you where things are streaming. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. So you hmm. type it in to say, I want to watch Karate Kid. So you type it into Just Watch and it will tell you where it is streaming. So it's Amazon on Prime. catch-up service. <laughs> yeah, we watch it on the weekend. And also you can buy it from Apple or YouTube or something for $3.50, which I did with the movie Summer School on the weekend as well. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, doesn't hold up. Really? My friend's like, why did you like this film? I was like, because I was 12. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. And I like Mark Harmon, but he was, I liked his delivery. I still like his delivery. Yeah, so IMDb for that. What's that actor? Who's that Who's that person been in? And just watch for where to watch things. So they probably get the most. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Next question. All right. Have you ever disliked something and then changed your mind? Oh, lots of things. Emma Dodder's Jug Time Band. <laughs> but yeah, there, there could be just tons and tons of things I could say here. Food-wise, I never used to like olives, and now I love olives. Love them. Mm, I love them. Okay. But there's probably lots of bands that I never used to like because I didn't actually make the effort to listen to them. Prime example is probably Eurythmics. I never used to really like the Eurythmics other than Sex Crime 1984. But now after listening to Eurythmics and actually listening to the, the vocals, listening to the production and just immersing myself in it, I find I really like them. Really? Because there's something I don't like. <laughs> Them and Dire Straits. It's just like, I don't. I don't want to. I'm done. I had to tolerate you guys. I don't want to. I don't know why. I guess there's probably some TV shows that I never used to like, but then I found myself just watching and getting into them as well. So there's probably, yeah, there's a few things. And conversely, there's probably a lot the other way that I used to really like them, and now I go back and look at them now and go, how did I ever like this? Yeah, probably more of those. Yeah. But I'm very stubborn, so if I didn't like something... 
I know I'm liking more foods, but I'm very stubborn with food and I was very stupid and I am trying more things. But there's nothing I really dislike that I like now that I can Mm -hmm. think of. I can appreciate things more and I'm probably more tolerant of things now or before for a long time. I was just like, no, done. Like your rhythmic's done. (laughs) I'm not going to give them a chance. Yeah. So no, I I, I can't. Nothing comes to mind on that. All right. Next question. Your favourite board game? Actually, uh, I was about to say a game, but that's more of a card game than a board game. But that's it. Well, I'll go with both. All right. So my my new favourite board game. We recently picked up a game called Long Cow, and it's a card collecting game that you play aimed at children, where you collect heads and tails and middles of cows and the whole idea is who can put down the long cow so that's kind of fun we play that a lot with the kids and that was like a fairly new purchase but as far as old timey board games i don't think you can go past the classic monopoly really yeah playing monopoly with not played it for a long time to be honest, with I used the to right like it when I was a kid and had time. Mm. But we, we drag the Monopoly out on a semi-regular basis. We have games nights on a Friday night and we'll sit down with the family and play. Admittedly, my older son is better at it than my 10-year-old son, but I guess that just goes without saying. But yeah, I, I, I think you can't beat a good game of Monopoly. Okay. I don't play enough. I've got friends who are really like hardcore gamers. You know, they've got all the different fluxes and there's customizable card games and there's board games you know i'm just used to the old standard milton bradley sort of games that you roll a dice and move around a board yeah but, you know, i was amazed look there's Dungeons and dragons obviously and then there's this, all these other types with just these different game mechanics so i don't play them enough i appreciate them and i just don't have my group of friends when i hang out we don't game i mm. wish we did like cards against humanity was a lot of fun when i did it but i've only done it like really twice but my favorite board game goes from back to my youth and i still have it and my kids play it now they don't love it as much as i do but it was my favorite and that was goofy's mad maze which was <laughs> one of those move around a board roll a dice and move around get to the end you could choose one way or the there were two like paths you could take from the start so you know that was all kind of cool and if you rolled a six you could jump over a black line to make things quicker and things like that i still have it and i still play it with the kids and they play it every now and then they've got their fair share of board games but there's that and also my mum bought me would have been back in 1978 or not the alien board game based on the movie alien which i wouldn't have seen at that age i guess <laughs> you would have been what, five <laughs> yeah but it was star warsy i guess so in this game it's sort of like you've got red blue yellow and green quarters corners mm. and that's where you start and you have four astronauts and one alien and they're green you know green alien and green astronauts and red and blue and thing and you're one of those and you roll two dice one gets you to move the alien and one gets you to move the astronaut so your goal is to get the astronauts around the board once and then into the center to get to the escape pod but also you control the alien and you've got to eat the other astronauts that sounds cool and it's actually not bad and my son loves it. So I was like, yeah, so a game that's, you know, so many years old, totally inappropriate for the age we are, based on a thing that's totally inappropriate for the age he is. Yeah. It's actually not a bad game. So there's some good games out there mm. that I just haven't played. But that would be my favourite because, yeah, they're the, the ones I remember playing. I do remember playing Economy back in the day, which was like an Australian Monopoly sort of thing. But I, I read something the other day that actually each country, I think, had it. Like there was a Canadian version. It's just that the brands and everything were very unique to the country you were in. But I couldn't tell you how it worked. I remember I, 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 it was a lot more complicated than Monopoly, and the dollars looked better. Like the dollar mm. notes and everything, it looked better. 
of it. I did. Don't get me wrong. I did love Monopoly back in the day. I just shudder thinking of doing it again. Like ever okay. playing it again, I'm like, <gasps> no, it's just so long. Yep. And sort of, I guess, to that point in Monopoly where it just sort of goes in circles. It doesn't ramp up. Yeah. And it's kind of like one person has a good property and the other person has all the money. And when you yeah. play Monopoly, do you do the fines and taxes go in the middle? And if you land on free parking, you get the pile of money? Well, I can't remember. But there was one that was free. Yeah, I, I vaguely did those sort of rules, but it doesn't make sense. Well, it just speeds up the game because it gives you a chance to but get more money. Get free parking. It's a safe place to stay. But why do you get rewarded at free parking with all these dollars? Because why it, it's, paid, it doesn't work. No, it it's just a square on the board that doesn't have any other meaning. So Yeah, yeah it's free parking. Exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not free money, but yeah. All right. Should we do one more? Oh, that'll. Oh, good. Uh, so many. These are quick ones. All right. All How right. do you take so, your coffee? A couple quick ones. Well, that's a strange question because I take my coffee what? differently depending on the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. So What's when I'm bad? at work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I'm at work, I like my coffee strong and black, just like my men and my metal. <laughs> if I'm at work, I will have a black coffee because I know that if I don't get to it in time and it cools down, I would rather drink a tepid black coffee than a tepid white coffee. Okay. So most of the time I will have a, a black coffee. If I go out to a cafe, I will have a long black. But if I'm having coffee at home, I normally just make myself a white coffee. So, yeah, I, I'm a little bit confusing like that. And what about uh, Me, I am white with one. Just like you, like you men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I was to buy it, it would be a flat white. If I do it at home, it's, I put the sugar in just out of habit. But if I'm mm-hmm. out, I don't do the sugar. But I can mix it up. Like my wife likes an almond cap. So to make things easier, I'll just order two almond caps that I don't get it wrong. Yeah. So when I just hand it over, I know I'm giving the right one over. So I'm not precious when it comes to my coffee. And when it comes to drinking it at work, I just use the old International Roast or, <laughs> or, or Maxwell House, you know, just just the cheap instant, you know, because it, it doesn't worry me. But I, I do enjoy a good coffee. But yeah, well, you're, you're in Melbourne, it's, it's so you're in the home of good coffee. Is. Yes, well, there's yes. plenty around. Yeah. All right. If you could have any exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? I would like to have a farm with 120 tigers on it. And I would change my name to Joe Exotic. Does everyone remember him? It seems like years and years ago that Tiger King came out on Netflix, but it was only, what, March or April this year? Yep. But no, I don't think I would ever have a big cat. I can remember, this is a very personal story for me, so this isn't a, I would have this, but I almost did have this. When I was younger and we were leaving England to move to Australia, we had a couple of days in London before we actually flew out to Australia. And I was probably five and a half, I think I would have been when I moved out here because I, I had my sixth birthday in Australia. And we had to close down all our English bank accounts. So I had this you know, money that I was burning a hole in my pocket. And we went to Hyde Park in London and there was a man selling monkeys. And I I think I had 20 pounds in my pocket and he was selling these little capuchin monkeys for 20 pounds. And I had the biggest hissy fit I think I've had in my whole childhood because my parents wouldn't let me buy a, a monkey in England two days before I was leaving England to travel to Australia to start a new life here in Australia. So uh, I've never gone back to the idea of wanting to have a pet monkey. And ironically, I've now been rewatching Friends on Netflix where Ross has his little pet, Marcel. And it's like, that could have been me when I was a child. I could have had a monkey. Or I could have I could have been like Yorick in Why the Last Man and I could have had a, a monkey. I could have been cool back in the day. But no, I, I wanted a monkey when I was a, a, a young kid and I never got my chance. But since then, all I've had is 
dogs and cats and fish and the occasional chicken when I was younger. But no, nothing more exotic than that. Okay. Well, I, I would probably say a monkey because I do fucking love, well, I love chimps and I love gorillas. I do love gorillas. So I, not really, I mean, it's very exotic, but it's not functional as a pet. If the wrestler in me would love a bulldog, a parrot and a albino or a yellow python. <laughs> You're not a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat brings his giant iguana down to the ring. I did have an iguana. And for one of the WrestleManias, I'm sure he or had. Or a it. Komodo dragon. It should have been not a Actually, I think it might have been a Komodo dragon, but maybe a small one. Mm. Yeah, I, actually, I love a toucan. <laughs> I just look fucking freaky. I saw one in the Hawaii Zoo when I was there. It's the only time I've ever seen one live. They don't look natural. It's bizarre. And was it eating fruit So they're fascinating in that way. (laughs) It wasn't, no. So a toucan is pretty cool or a big fuck-off parrot. Mm. Have you seen what a shoebill looks like? No. They are freaky. And there is some video going around on Twitter quite recently of someone filming a shoebill. And they look like Muppets. They pretty much look like something that Jim Henson has dreamt up. But they are real birds. Yeah, they're very rare. Silky Bantam. I do like a Silky Bantam. Mm. They're not really exotic, yeah. though, are they? No, they look kind of cool. Mm. With the long tails. I do like gibbons and stuff like that. So, yeah, like the capuchin monkey or whatever the one you said before. Capuchin. Apparently, they're real pains in the butt. You don't want one. Yeah, like, and, and pets, they can go nuts not, and bite your fingers off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're just not nice. Yeah, they're not nice. Chimpanzees are quite nasty and you can't have midgets around. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I do, I'd like me primates, but I don't know which ones are the best. And they do. They all seem like a lot of work. One of those big fuck-off horses from Scotland. Like a Clyde. Style or something but like that. They, but they're like a Clydesdale, but aren't they even bigger? They're like hairier feet and stuff. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I know the, like the cows in Scotland are hairier. Heady coos. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All righty. Well, I think that's probably a nice place for us to wrap up. Yeah. That gives us a little bit of an insight into how we tick. Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't scared off too many people. Yes. Might make people want to run around my track a little bit more at night. <laughs> <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Yes. Third cubicle. <laughs> I, I didn't even know they were public toilets in Norris Bank Parks. We got new ones. Mm. <laughs> so they've patched up the holes in the walls. We got a brand new park. It's crazy. Like they put a whole brand new park in to a point where there is almost a permanent coffee van there now because so many people go there. Mm. It's, it's crazy and like. There is no such thing as social distancing now. Yeah. It's where my spoon bill is. I made I made a spoon for the spoon. Have you got spoon bills down there? We probably do. You know what I'm do. talking about? No. Okay. So during COVID and lockdowns and all this sort of stuff, random things happen. People are doing a lot of rainbows in their windows or chalk rainbows at the front of their house. People go for walks because you couldn't do much else. And you go around looking for when well, there was teddy bears in the window. So you go around did, looking for yeah, rainbows, they did teddy, teddy bears. bears. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that sort of thing. And I don't know where it started, but they did spoon bills. So you got wooden spoons or plastic spoons, whatever you needed, and you drew faces or made made them into people and stuck them in the ground in parks around the place. Yeah, so there's like all these spoon bills around. So I'm kind of creative, so I do my try to get my kids to do it. Like, and there was a, obviously lack of toilet paper and spoons in the shops during that time. <laughs> and I ended up grabbing two spoons at one point when I was in one day going, oh, two wooden spoons. And my kids did their rather shitty efforts, I must say. <laughs> I was expecting more. Not saying I was upset, just disappointed. So they did that. And then I was shopping a few weeks later and it's like, oh, three spoons. All right, I get a chance now. And i got to say, I did a pretty good fucking Spider-Man spoon. I can tell you now, the shading on him was amazing. There was even outlines of where his mouth would be under the mask. It was. I was very impressed. Nice. It was mixed media as well. I used paint, markers, and ink. It was a... Mm. 
it was quite the effort. I was on pretty good. So yeah, that's, um, at the new park is where I got my spoon bill. But some asshole, like the day we went to put our spoons in, I went around and was like, where the fucking spoons? It was all knocked over. There was like only you know, like 15 or so left and they were all knocked over. So I, I spent the time, set them all, what was left, I set them up put, and put ours in. And I noticed there's, you know, the, there's sort of like mini trampolines you see in play equipment now where it's over a hole. Yep. Like you've got a mound and there's a hole. Some drunken asshole who got all the spoons and put them in through the holes of the trampoline at the bottom of this thing. Well, that's fuck. just nasty, isn't it? Shit. I mean, Spoonville is something for people to do during this time. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, people are having fun. Fuck that. Let's ruin it. Yeah. But that's so kind of. Our listener, it's just. <laughs> just not right. Yeah. No. It's just that's like, for fuck's sake, really. I mean, that's that's all you can do. So the idea that's is you enjoyment. just leave the spoon there and you just let people walk past and enjoy it? Yeah, it's just, oh, here's a spoonville. Mm. And then you keep okay. adding to it. And then you can go yeah. see your spoons and see other people's spoons. And there's like, you know, 50, 60 decorated spoons all that's sitting nice. there, sticking in the ground. It's, yes, it's something nice to look at or something good to add to. But some asshole has to get their enjoyment somehow in COVID going, I'm going to ruin something that's nice. Yeah. Fuck you. Hmm. Fuck you, but that, asshole. That's similar to something that my youngest and I have just started, and we've joined a Tassie Rocks group here in Facebook, down here in Tassie, where you mm. collect, like, stones and you paint little pictures on them and you leave them in play parks and stuff for other people to find. And the whole idea of that is it's either finding the rock or rehiding it and doing your own rocks and stuff like that which is a similar sort of similar sort of concept only this one is you kind of half hide them so people can see them and you can either mm-hmm. yeah take take it with you or leave it there or hide it somewhere else but we found one of them once and i was worried i was dubious yeah like well, it was painted and had a facebook address and all this stuff on it it's like i don't know people just want information i don't trust it this is zuckerberg's new trick isn't it yeah so we didn't do anything with it well so we, we joined the group and then not long after we joined the group they sent out a, a post saying let's just remind people that you should only be hiding your rocks on public property and not throwing them through people's windows and stuff and it's like who would do that but yes but no we got all into it we bought some fancy sharpies so we could draw pictures on the rocks and then you have to get this like special glaze to paint over the top so the the paint doesn't come off when you leave them out in the rain so hmm. but it's the sort of thing it's well not really Rock on. Yeah. But it, it's just a way to get your kids off their phones when you're in the park and get them to look around for things. So. Look for some rocks. Mm. It's like Pokemon, but with rocks. With rocks, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do your rocks evolve into something else? Mm. Anyway. So you got a that favourite? Metamorphic? Sedimentary. Because <laughs> it suits me better. Because <laughs> I'm sedimentary. Mm. What's your favourite type of rock? Goth rock. <laughs> swamp rock. Swamp. I am a swap rock. Okay, on that note, Mine's that's yacht probably, rock. of course it's Yacht Rock. Criss Cross, isn't it? Kenny Loggins. Yeah, the whole time life soft rock collection. I can remember staying up late with you one night watching that and thinking, I should probably go home, but I just want to keep watching this because I want to know what the next song they're going to add is. Exactly. I showed that to a friend just last week saying this was my favourite thing and maybe still is. The Time Life Soft Rock Collection, which is a half-hour infomercial trying to sell CDs. Old thing of the past. But they're playing like three to eight seconds of a song before they play three to eight seconds of another song. And it's just all these classic soft rock songs. I know it that much that I know what song goes into the next song. (laughs) 
in the same <laughs> way that I know lyrics, the compilation of these short bits of these songs. And I demonstrated it last week when I told my friends about it. They looked at me funny. Then I played it on YouTube. They looked at me funny again. And then I sang along with the songs going to the other songs and they just, there was a look of shame on them. I was proud, but that they looked at me with shame. Yes, so they should. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, as you said at the start, if you want to jump on our socials and answer some of these questions yourselves, I'd quite like to know what someone's favourite exotic pet would be. So, how do you like we, the men? Yes. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Coughing. 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 All right. So we are the yes. MA podcast on Twitter. We are facebook.com slash the massive attack podcast. And you can find us on our website, which is the mapodcast.podbean.com. So this will probably be our last regular episode for the year. And we will be back from the 13th of December with our favorite time of the year when we do our 12 days of Christmas. Sweet. All right. Until then, thank you very much, Mitch. No worries. Bye-bye. <laughs>